Thank you for coming in, and welcome to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing with your co-hosts, Chris, that's me, and Charlie. I'm Charlie. And today we have special guest, Ash the J. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Okay. Thank you <laughs> for having me. It's so hard to roll off of my couch and get onto my couch uh, in know, a different right? position. <laughs> <laughs> this, this new society we got to work on, like staying home, like it's rough, you know? <laughs> Indeed, goodness gracious. The places um, I have to go now. Oh, boy. <laughs> All the way to the fridge. Now, uh, one of the things we do like to do here on the podcast right up top is the mental health check-in, yeah. especially since the pandemic started. Uh, we like to we like to see, one, you know, uh, where you are. Uh, helps us keep our finger on the pulse of humanity here. Uh, and then for two... I mean, we're always looking to see what things you do to help keep yourself in a better in a better mindset and to, and to stay mentally healthy uh, as best you can uh, during this whole fucked up timeline we're in. I mean, Ash, how how are you doing? Honestly, uh, it's it's actually kind of a, a weird thing. Like I'm taken to going to sleep. However, I go to sleep, but then I wake up like this, which I'm like, dude, I'm making it too easy for the coroner. Yeah. <laughs> And I'd rather wake up like this because apparently my soul is trying to escape or something. And I want to at least gone. be holding it in. <laughs> yeah, I just at least at least want to be fighting against it. You know, I don't want to be just like, yeah, go ahead. I'm ready. You know, you ain't even got to work. I, I got you. Like, it's not even going to be a bloody, like, no cleanup, no nothing like that. Um, so that's, I don't know if that's a sign of how my mental health is doing or not. But uh, that is a thing that's keep happening and scaring the shit out of me every time I wake up like that. Um. <laughs> so uh, I used to sleep like that as as a when i was younger um, as if you were in a casket yeah like this was this was how i would sleep and i'm going to be honest um no now that i'm in therapy i get to look back on these fun things and look at what was <laughs> happening during those parts of my life and start to try to piece some things together and so i'm oh. going to say that you're probably dealing with high high levels of stress and you are very concerned for your safety is that i know that's that's really reaching nowadays given everything that's happening in uh, our streets and then the rest of America in general. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But I'm going to guess it's also been ramped up a bit in the last couple weeks. Uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> and so, yeah, at the time I, I was just unsafe feeling all the time. And so part of that is putting yourself into a rigid state so that you're not making any noise when you're asleep. Um, and you, uh, I've definitely seen, have a lot of the same paranoid tendencies that I do for watching people and being very aware. And so, I'm going to guess that that's a lot of what's happening here. Um, not to make this too either personal or political, but, um... Go with for everything it. That's, with, okay, fine, I'll do both. <laughs> <laughs> Between everything that's going on with all of the, the protests and everything that's happening in the world right now, and then my current living situation with, uh... It's, it's very high tension oh yeah i remember reading about fuckface i don't know his name but <laughs> i've heard some things about the dude so he's that's his name now you can feel free that. to give him a different one if you if you have your own uh that's just what i've been thinking <laughs> of him as um i i just bitch boy whatever bitch boy. um <laughs> Either way, the alliteration is still there. As long as we keep the alliteration, bitch, yeah. boy, fuck, face, 
Maybe it's know? like a first name, last thing, name thing, like bitch boy, fuck face, or fuck face, bitch boy, you know. Ooh, I love you, Charlie. Ooh, bitch, fuck boy face. There you go, fuck boy, bitch face. Is this is this the newest SpongeBob? <laughs> <laughs> bitch boy, bitch fuck, boy face. fuck face. <laughs> oh man. Um, but <laughs> that's hilarious. But um. Yeah, it's been a lot of lot of stuff going on with people having opinions that I feel they're not entitled to have, and they're them voicing those opinions very loudly as if I'm not here to hear or be disturbed by it or bothered by it, um, and just a lot of lot of personal disrespect that I'm feeling, and uh, and I'm like, dude, my lease is almost up. Like I don't even, it's not even worth it to, to go to jail over this, you know. But then also, then like you get on Facebook or you get online and you see. You know, people losing their jobs because they're so determined to have their opinion and be able to say whatever they want to say, however they want to say it, whenever they want to say it, because they can say it. Um, the people fighting back against the, the Confederate flags removal from NASCAR and from the military. Uh, so just, stupid. And then the protests and the police violence. And it's just a lot going on right now. It's just a lot going on in the world. And then I wake up like this and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't actually want to leave. Like, I don't feel that disturbed about it. <laughs> <laughs> that upset. <laughs> oh my god. Uh during these protests though, I do just want to give a shout out to Benjamin Tier. Um his his comedy and commentary from the ground has been fantastic. Uh especially every meme he makes about the fence. The, that the fence that fence in Portland has so much more attention than I will ever have. Like we need to get that motherfucker on stage. <laughs> the fence. The fence. Also got more hecklers. Dude, let's let's go down and have. interview the fence. Let's just go. Let's get the fence the on the fence. show. <laughs> fence, be on the show. If we. <laughs> you see, because we haven't done that in like five weeks, asked somebody randomly to be on the show. That 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 hit real hard right here in my heart. <laughs> Absolutely, that was that was ideal. Yeah, the fence is definitely the first special guest you want to have just pop up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the fence. I've touched the fence, by the way, and uh, you touched the butt. I touched the butt, uh, <laughs> and so when I was down there, people like put put a bunch of peace signs and hearts all along it, and uh, I think those are all gone now. But uh, it yeah, was cool. It was, it was how would that time. last there? Yeah, I, I think when they like accidentally knocked some of it down, that might have like. Can I ask about this fence? Because I'm I'm really confused. I haven't been out or seen anything um, aside from like on Facebook, but I've seen fence, the fence, the fence. And which fence is this? Because I I go to downtown Portland like all the time. It and doesn't I've exist never during the day. One. They right. this fence only exists because of the protests. Right. They build it at night. Yeah, and it's then... the fence around the Justice Center. Yeah. So when you're down there in Chapman Square, uh, right next to the Justice Center, they put this fence up. Uh, and then they're, you know, behind it like twenty yards, just watching, and uh, and they've got like a big old bullhorn and announcement system and stuff. And, and now it's that it, that Elrad shit. Yeah, and as soon as somebody touches it or starts shaking it, they like, please stop touching the fence. And then when I was down there, they continued touching the fence, and like, this is an unlawful gathering, disperse, <laughs> and then tear gas immediately. It's like, oh it's man, awesome way to go. <laughs> So wait, is this a? Did you say that like they built it overnight, or it's only up? At it's night? just like it's just up at night. Yeah. So if yeah. I would just wait on the inside of 
near the justice building somewhere. I could just be on the other side of the fence, like, ha, ha, I made it, ha, ha. And then when they try and throw the tear gas, I could, like, try and stop them Batman style or something. I think they might be mad if that you're there, just anywhere near the building. But, uh, you, I mean, you're you're free to try, I guess. I, I, okay, I, I wasn't planning on it. It was just okay. if somebody decided to hear what I was saying. And it, right, if somebody know, has Batman-level skills and access to money, uh, really, if you could just fund all of the Black Lives Matter organizations uh, first, and then go ahead and get yourself uh, all of your fancy gadgets, uh, and then and then please uh, go ahead and, and hop in on on Ash's fantastic plan here. Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, Jeff Bezos is like this close to being a trillionaire or whatever. Yeah, but Jeff like, Bezos isn't Batman. He's Lex Luthor. Look at that I motherfucker. Okay, he is. He is totally Lex Luthor. And he's also say- neither. He's a pussy. <laughs> Truth. I used to work for him. I know it. Oh, I love you, but, Ash. Uh, <laughs> what I mean to say is, somebody with that level of money, like, what is he doing with it? If he's just amassing cash, like, I think you just answered your question. He's amassing the cash. Yeah. If I had that much money, I'd be Batman like instantaneously. Like, I would take two years and just train to be Batman. I'd be done. That's it. Charlie, I love you, but. I think it's going to take more than two years to turn you into Batman. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay, let me say <laughs> something, though. Let me say something real quick. We have no idea how he fucks his wife. He might have all of the Marvel outfits and DC <laughs> outfits lined up in the closet like Charlie Brown level type of switch out going on up in there. And he'd be like, ha you're fucking Batman tonight, baby. So you don't know what he's not necessarily, but he might have some type of contraption up in it. He might have a Batmobile room that he's like, I'm going to fuck you on the dashboard tonight, honey, or something. I would absolutely uh, fuck in the Batmobile. Like, no questions <laughs> asked. I don't know if I would because, like, there's so many buttons. You don't know what they do. Like, what if you, like, That's hit something and blow something up? Charlie. Uh, oh, <laughs> what if you hit the eject button and it makes you, and then you're like, ha that was your fault. You hit the right button right there, baby. Told me not to come inside, but you hit the eject button. <laughs> so I don't know how that would. <laughs> now Ash, I'm having fun imagining this. Uh, yeah. First, I would like to award you uh, some points. Second, points. I would like to let you know that underneath your chair, you will find an invisible imaginary box of guest points that you may distribute at your discretion at any time. Okay. Uh, points are, in fact, eternal. They've been around for forever. Uh, okay. Whose line it is anyway? Uh, simply capitalized on the fact that they already exist. Now, points can be distributed for things that are funny, clever, pop culture referency enough, awesome enough, or just in general, great. Uh, so yeah, fucking points. <laughs> Way to go. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, and look, uh, that's I'm going to say, Chris, this is two episodes in a row that we've remembered to tell people about the points. Like right before... up top. Yeah. This is, oh, we're, we're doing great. On a roll today. <laughs> Way to oh, okay. go. Um, I just I just remembered that I didn't actually answer your original question of how do I keep my mental health going? Um, the answer is by um, acting like none of this shit is actually real and watching a lot of anime. Yeah. But then also like checking back in, you know, because if I remove myself too far from it, I feel bad. But if I get too far in it, then I feel worse. Yeah. So I'm like walking that fine line of how much of it I can take and making sure that I'm like remember to disconnect and connect with the people that I know, like in real life, like doing stuff like this, doing other podcasts, um, and just staying on the phone, talking to people, talking things out and arguing a lot. 
Hell yeah. Wait, are you on PS4? Yes. Do Do you have Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter? Yeah. It's a okay. world. I have. I do not have it. Do you, do you I, I usually to? don't play it. I usually just use it for Crunchyroll. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> you didn't have to sound so disappointed. Yeah. Oh. Look, I got uh, Gene DeWeber's on it now. AC O'Neill is on it now. Uh, and so we'll just group up and go hunt monsters. So if you're just looking to, like, hang out with a couple other comedians who are just... I know Jinx was telling me that you were trying to get him into it, too. Yeah, I also want Hijinks to get it. He, uh, he has not gotten back to me, though, as to whether he's... Because I'm offering to just buy it for you guys. I'll just, I'll just send you the money, and you can buy it on your, on the PlayStation Network. Like, 100%. Dude, you have, you don't have to say one word more. I got you. I'll do it. I love video games. That is a five-person team. That is a five-person team, Charlie. I have a team. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Chris. And see, I, I'm what I really want is for you guys to all be playing together and then like streaming that because that's uh, that's got to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, recently, AC and I have been playing that alone, and streaming it has not been the best idea given the circumstances of the world. Our conversations have not been uh, as funny as we normally are. Uh, that makes sense but i mean even then it's people just want to watch the game that's the thing about the twitch community is they like if it's a fun game that people like then they're gonna just keep watching it and if it's and if you got even a little bit of like conversation going over it that people can like pay attention to or not like as they want then you know because there's people out there who just like react to the news and have thousands of followers so like who cares do do what you want It's, it's fun yeah right you make good great way to work early. out. Speaking of mental health, uh, it's a great way to work out uh, like some stress or whatever's going through your head. Just play some video games and like relax and kind of get it off your chest if you need to. It's it's. Uh, oh yeah, AC and I are basically just talking life out when we're when we're playing. <laughs> oh boy. And that's why I'm like, we have not been as funny as we normally would be lately. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, though, that, that comedy that pushes for funny over real is not real comedy. That's just bullshit. You're just saying things to be saying things, and that's how you end up with your people that are just doing slapstick. And I think that comedy in terms of, like, stand-up comedy has moved away from that a lot because it's not the lasting form of comedy. The lasting form of comedy is the commentary on what's going on, and if you're able to find the laughs in that, that's real comedy. Like that shit about Batman that I just pulled out of my ass, you know, like shit like that. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) But 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 you know, like that's that's like lasting comedy as opposed to like yeah, watching people hit each other is funny. It's not offensive. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But it's like it's not gonna resonate on a deeper level that hits your soul and gives you those gut laughs, you know. Yeah. Those laughs where you like can't breathe. So I mean, I feel like I feel like if y'all two keep talking about it, also I'm gonna be there too. Uh, we gonna all be talking yeah. our lives out and crying and all of that, but crying is just another—it's just another side of laughing. So it'll be cool. <laughs> it'll be okay. The laughs will come. That's true. Oh man! Plus, where? Oh man! Yes, if you start now, then really we just start the process of going from your beginning level to getting up to where AC and I are now, because we're right about to launch Iceborne, which is the second portion. And don't worry, it will take us less than a week to get you up to where we are. We figured this out. We've got this down to a science now. So... <laughs> okay. That's helpful. That's always helpful. Yes. We, uh, 
<laughs> we fucked up on our own, so I've already put like 220 hours into this game. Um, Jesus Christ. Charlie, do you remember how long ago I bought that game? I want to no. say like a month and a half maximum. Yeah, something like that. I, I remember you telling me about it maybe two months ago. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you should get it. Yeah. So then, like 220 hours since then. Wow. And I didn't think I was playing it that much until I started, like, I looked at the time and I was like, oh, wait, no, that's weird. My my PlayStation's glitching out. No, it's not. It's not. It's real. I uh, <laughs> I have a problem. It's what's happening. <laughs> It's crazy because I was just sitting over here like, how many hours is in two months? And then I was like, well, 60 days is about two months, something like that. And then it's like, wait a minute, if you multiply that by two, by 24 hours, I'm like, I don't know if you gave yourself enough breaks. I work a 40-hour work week, and I do that, and I do this podcast, and then I sleep sometimes, and it's great. Okay, yeah, uh, I start work again on Monday, so if we're not leveling up, well, I can't do it this weekend because I got to finish reading all of the One Piece manga. More than halfway through, it's not as bad as people say it is, um, but I got to try and finish reading the One Piece manga before I have to go back to work on Monday, so that's a that's a goal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if it, if, it can be, if it can be done, um, you know, with a minimal amount of time uh, over evenings, that would be ideal. I don't want to oh, put yeah. 220 hours in in two months. No, no, no. Uh, again, uh, it is not very difficult to get you to where we are, especially because you'll have the added bonus of having more than just me helping you. Like me boosting AC, it took like 10 days to get him up to where he's at now. Of like actual us playing together for a few hours a day. Um, okay. And so, no. Like it's especially with the one I'm going to have you buy, it gives you a cheater bonus set of armor to start with uh, that basically runs you through the entire game so that you're not having to sit there and get the armor sets to be able to continue to advance. Fuck that. We're going to we're gonna take care of all that. It's done. <laughs> okay. Um, so for me, when I watch this later, or for any viewers who don't know, what exactly is Monster Hunter? So, Monster Hunter is exactly what it sounds like. Um, you have a ship that you were on, and Monster Hunter's been around for, for like, ever. Um, like, this franchise is, is, this is like a seventh game or some shit. Um, and so this one, you're on a ship that's coming to the new world. Uh, you're following an elder dragon from the old world to the new world. Your whole job is basically, uh, to help scientists out with studying the endemic life, usually by murdering the large monstery things so that they can get to things like the plants and whatnot and the smaller happy creatures to study what's going on um they also have capture quests though uh i just never did any when i like i beat the whole game with never doing a capture quest because that seemed like a waste of time to me <laughs> it's like uh, pokemon yeah, it is Monster Hunter, goddammit. And so you start off hunting dinosaurs, and then dragons, and then elder dragons, and then gods, and then dragon gods. And that's where I'm at right now, so that we can move up to whatever happens after that, and I'm so excited. Elder dragon gods. 
the crazy thing is you're like, yeah, I can get you there in like a week. What have you hunting? Elder Dragon guys on my level in a week. It took me 220 hours. I got you. Seven no, 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 days. No, no, seven no, no, days. no. I was <laughs> done in 80 hours. I've been waiting for AC and Gene to get to my level so that we can start Iceborne. I've been fucking around for 120, 140 hours. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes it sound so much better. Yeah, I could do 80. That's like not even that. <laughs> that it's only that is... four full days. Chris has played like nine and a half full days. I... Of the game. <laughs> we've we've done a lot of fucking around. Uh, I have I have an entire Dante outfit right now, complete with Rebellion Sword. I don't know if you ever played the Devil May Cry series. Oh, wow. From Dante from Devil May Cry. Okay. I was wondering. I was like, from Dante's Inferno? Holy fuck, you got some leveled up gear, didn't you? We doing seven levels of hell over here? Well, so I'm not saying no. But I'm also saying that I have a Geralt from The Witcher outfit, uh, and I'm working on getting the the silver swords that he carries because uh, they are a badass set in this. If I'm not mistaken, the same voice actor then also does the voice if you're wearing the Geralt outfit, right? Yes. Yeah. Winds howling and all that. Yeah. Like, like you that get silver. to play a quest where you are Geralt. Like, not you in a Geralt suit. You get to play actual Geralt as he's being brought into the Monster Hunter world and you follow him go through like a whole day in Monster Hunter. This game is uh, sick, Ash. I don't know We're, who that it's is. gonna be great. I don't know who that is, so um, I'm you like probably less Witcher? excited. I love The Witcher so much. Oh man, what is what is it? The Witcher uh, is a it was a book series. It's by a Polish author, uh, uh, Andrzej so Sapkowski. No, it is not anime. Sorry. Well, so oh. it was a book, and then it was a game, and then it was a TV show on Netflix. And then the fourth game. You know, maybe in two years. We'll see. Maybe okay. in five years. We'll see. Well, I mean, crossovers are always nice, though. Crossovers are always fun because it's like it's dope seeing your favorite characters in other places. It's like, ooh, what are you doing here? Okay, exactly. Cool. I've got yeah. uh, So one of the best things about Monster Hunter is that you have a little palico. He's a he's a half man, half cat being that is your sidekick. Um, okay. And so this game is produced by Capcom. Just retroactively. Right. Right. Well, like I said, these are brand new. I bought uh five of them because i was like well if i'm doing this i'm fucking doing it uh viewers if you're at all listening and or watching all two of you uh you will begin to see that these are going to be different each week like maybe i'll switch one maybe i'll switch both we'll figure it out but like we're we're definitely going to be swapping it out this is the first time i've ever like decorated my room before uh and so that has been cool as shit that I just have like Dr. Stone and then One Punch Man and then Boongo Stray Dogs and then this and then oh, Demon Slayer is my last one. Dr. Stone is so beautiful. It is one of the best anime in the last 10 years, hands down. You still haven't seen One Piece. Okay, that's fair. I said one of. You said one of. (laughs) Dr. Stone is amazing. It's so gorgeous. And I love love the the actual fact. It it seemed like the creator was into the science. As opposed to just being like, oh, yeah, yes, there's science here. Uh, It works like that. 
Have you seen there are YouTube no tutorials that go straight through? Right. They're like, hey, we saw this on Dr. Stone, and we're going to prove that this is legit scientific process right here. We're going to show you. And so, like, they make the Coke out of the ingredients that Dr. Stone does. And it's like, this is 100% like exactly like fucking Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they also have the, um, uh, like, I love that they didn't, like, ever just be like, yeah, electricity with a potato. This no. is a thing that you can do. No, we're skipping right past that and going straight to the water wheel. Uh, okay. We're going to okay. increase civilization by 5,000 years right now. <laughs> beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And I love that they introduced politics right at the beginning, too. Yes. As a, it's like, so do we introduce old people or do we kill them all? Do we resurrect the rich or do we not? And I'm not sure which side I agree with yet. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things, because I first watched it uh, a couple months before, you know, the, the protests and stuff started. But um, now I'm like, I, I really have no idea which side I would be on, because <laughs> this is all the fault of the rich. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so it's like, I have no idea which side I would be on at this point, because before I was kind of torn, I'm like, killing people is bad. I'm like, but I mean, if they just don't resurrect him, is that the same as killing him? It's true. They're that is a them. whole separate argument, I think, that I don't, they have not brought that up yet. Yeah, that didn't seem to be an option. It's like, we're going to break the statues, actually. Yeah, right? Sivas' <laughs> whole thing is, we're going to break these and murder them. I know that this kills them. You could just leave them. That is an option. But then someone someday will resurrect them. And I'm like, but then they won't know what's going on. It's not like they'll be able to take over Right, and by that point, the whole idea behind having the nation of science is that all of the decisions would be based on logic and science. And therefore, even if somebody does come back and it's like, oh, let's introduce these things back into the... You're like, no, 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 we were we were warned about this. And, and That's fuck illogical. You. And fuck you. <laughs> Forgive me, uh, some other uh, nerd... Um, part of me is awoken. This sounds a lot like Star Trek, okay? Uh, I the, mean, the fed, not the, fed, the Federation, far. and uh, you know the the Vulcans. Vulcans are purely beings of logic and reason, or at least they value those those above all else. Mm -hmm. And of course, as we found out in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, the best one, uh, you know, Khan was created genetically created years and years ago and and frozen and then he wakes up in this new society and he's so smart and so amazing that he's able to like get a ship and a crew and have this whole plan to destroy the federation uh and in the movie which, what was that one star trek into darkness with benedict cumberbatch yeah uh which wasn't the best movie but you know it was kind of interesting anyway like one of the a member of the federation want is so hungry for power that he's like willing to fund these genetic terrorists anyway so okay anyway but back to you guys i was just <laughs> i was just drawing parallels i was just that's what, see, the part i was waiting for because chris is like okay yeah i kind of have i'm following i'm just like okay i'm waiting for him to draw these parallels he go draw he go draw. he's like yep that's and and then i did I'm like, I still don't know how this related for me, related for me. Well, I mean, so the, the Federation is, a, you know, the, the Earth is no longer, you know, 
countries. The Federation controls all of Earth, and every nation is part of the Federation. And kind of like the New World Order is supposed to be going down. Yeah, but in in the eyes of Gene Roddenberry, this was going to be a positive thing when he when oh. he came up with it. Oh, okay. Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. So he was just like, "Hey, let's you know, what if in in the twenty third century, what utopian uh, ideas will we have? Like, will we still have countries that go to war? No. Uh, and we'll have space travel. So we'll just want to like learn about the galaxy and, and who our nearest neighbors are and things like that." Um, so he, he imagined a, a society that was built totally on logic, reason, and, and overall empathy for your fellow man. So how do you have both? Well, he, he just, I don't know. I don't know. Well, for him, because it was a lot of having multiple races come together that specialize in different things. So like in that universe, humans specifically are your emotional basis, basically. Like right. Star Trek started the whole idea of like, when you go to space, you want to bring a human something about the way our planet is designed and the way that we evolved. We're just the same. We are the kind of dumb and reckless and just hopelessly romanticized people that we will try and fix everything. Um, so true. So then we have the Vulcans who are on the flip side of that and they are pure logic and reason but they decide to join the federation because that is the safe thing to do because if you fuck with humanity we will just blow your shit up and so (laughs) they were like oh okay we're gonna let you guys be on our side so that so that you're our friend that's yeah so that when you decide to blow shit up it's not our shit that you're blowing up yeah uh And then they realize, oh, they like they actually like to learn too, and so they start getting high ranks in our same uh, military, and so we have like different races of people that have different, literally yes. different kinds of brains. So, so first, at ranks. first, the Federation is just is just the, you know, the Earth Federation, Federation of, but then it becomes the Federation of Planets. So the Vulcans join, and then eventually the Klingons kind of sort join. Of. Uh, and the Klingons are would be the opposite of the Vulcans, where they're all about anger and war and rage, and that's just what drives and what controls Fire them. Very, yeah. And then the Vulcans okay. themselves actually have a sister race. The uh, can you help me out? Oh no! Think about the Romulans. Thank you. And the so the Romulans uh, and the Vulcans have a shared genetic history, but they're on two different planets now. And the Romulans are all backstabbing and and. Uh, conniving and uh ambitious they ain't have to do the women like that <laughs> they ain't have to do that oh yeah the men are all logical the women are backstabby that's kind it's of not, it's up, not men creator. versus women though it's just no, different. there's there's men and women and and on both whatever, sides in, of that on both every, planets on all you know what i mean i do but i did want you to know that that is not the way it is painted in this yeah <laughs> okay and and so it it kind of draws it, it kind of shows or it tries to show like that helping other people is honorable, but the so there this in Star Trek the number one rule of the Prime Directive is if, if you find a planet that has not had any technology has not met any other space going uh, races yet don't fuck with them because we you don't know how that's gonna in, interfere and it's the rule they break almost every episode just all the time 
Just... Is that because humans are involved? Yeah, humans Frequently. mess it up most of the time, and then like sometimes it's an accident, <laughs> or sometimes something else goes wrong. But usually it's just like, oops, like we crashed into this planet with our spaceship. So now they know about spaceships and space. And they were... I don't know, because I feel like aliens be doing that anyway. They'd be crashing here. You ever looked up and just, like, because I'm a, I'm a type of person I like to watch the sky when I ain't mm-hmm. doing nothing but getting drunk. And I don't know if it'd be the alcohol or if it'd be my real brain, but usually I have people with me and they see the same shit I see. I'll be seeing some weird stuff happening up there. They'd be like, hey, it looked like they popped in, they watched the episode, and they were just like, nope, still not with this TV show, and they changed the channel. Bye. <laughs> that's what it looked like sometimes i swear to god it's just like well can you blame them check in oh no of oh, course no. not if i could check out i would i'd be like listen if you want to take one I, exact, thank you <laughs> points points here here uh. <laughs> <laughs> no for real if you want to take one i'm ready i told you <laughs> me i up, might Scotty. be caught like that when the aliens come i might wake I up mean, like what this about in that pill, though whatever all right. That's, I mean, if it's not like gonna kill me, I guess it's okay. Fine. So the question is, where's the probe gonna go? Oh yeah, right. We don't have enough answers. That's and fair. I think I think that's totally like a human I- idea of like the the anal probe or whatever. That like what information besides like you have colon cancer is are they gonna get from that? Like we we already do that in the doctor like doctors' offices all around the world every day anyway. So like what's what's wrong with like a little laser and and here's the other thing why would you imagine like laser I, yeah i'm not i'm not saying it's a laser i'm just i've said laser to keep with the sci-fi theme uh but i'm saying like uh what was i going think about it like a biology that evolved on a separate planet that is not earth those those creatures are not going to look anything like us that's just that's totally like our our vanity Thinking like, oh yeah, all, all aliens are gonna have two arms, two legs, two eyes, a nose, a mouth, and then maybe their head looks weird, and maybe the ears look weird. But other than that, totally the same. No, they're gonna look like little balls of, I don't know, sentient gas or something. You know. So, what, what makes us think? What makes humans think that something someone's gonna come along, find some random creature on some random planet? teleport us or tractor beam us or whatever just to stick something in their butt they don't even know what a butt is they've never seen one of course they're gonna put something in there if if they find us but i don't think they're gonna care that much honestly it's just human vanity i mean maybe it's a sex thing it yeah that's it that, yep just i don't uh, want to have sex with aliens i don't even want to have sex with people oh i for it's sure 80. have captain kirk syndrome oh yeah i could totally see that captain kirk had that he boned a lot of aliens. Let me tell you. I'm that. I'm about that life. But here's the thing. It, again, in Captain Kirk's life, all the aliens that he met were hot and green, and and like they just look look like really hot women that were green, and that was like the only thing. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Did he did he ever bone a, a Klingon? I don't think so. I would be very surprised if he never boned a Klingon. What colors are Klingon? They're they're. Mostly, you know, human skin tone. Like, maybe a little like darker dark brown. than. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. Yep. But they also have, they're like really mean. They're angry, and they've got like. See, 
fucked up. What they got fluffy hair? What was that? What you about to say? So their have... five head, I mean six head, I mean seven head is Chris, like this you... tall. Chris, could you just pick up, pull up a picture <laughs> of Worf or? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hang no, on. No, actually, I'm, can I'm... can you get Galron specifically? Because you want you're gonna have to spell whatever that was. G a u r o n Galron. Thank you. His. Just yes, Galron's eyes gonna, are amazing. Gonna, gonna, it was just this. one of those things that every descriptor that you gave made it worse. I'm sorry. Worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> just like, dude. I don't know how. Clean. I'm sure it's fine. I'm, oh, I, I see why I that's creepy, though. I don't. I do see why that's creepy. But the brown and the nappy hair and the. And I'm just see, like, dude. That's that's Star Trek. Me. Fuck you, Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek just had a bunch of like like Michael Dorn who plays Worf. Fantastic okay, well, actor. already found it. Then I'm. I'm not gonna keep fucking with the stream. But no, but get Galron because Galron's eyes. He's freaking. Oh, I thought that's what she'd found. Oh, what, did you look up Galron? I looked it up on my phone, but if you want to pull it up for the sake of the podcast, that's perfectly fine. Well, okay. Podcast is all audio. The stream is there, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I did look at it. That was just. We got viewers, you know. Maybe they want to see. How slow but my yeah, that was is. that was I, I understand the okay. premise, but the descriptor was like, whoa, I'm dude. I'm sorry. Uh, don't be I sorry. You didn't make it. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the person that made it. Okay. <laughs> like like Sorry. Michael Dorn, who you, plays Gene Worf, is the most the most prominent Klingon that everybody knows. Like, why did you make the blue people people sexier than the brown people when blue people aren't? Again, real? I am not saying that they are not like I would definitely fuck a Klingon. That is not a question. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm telling you, the, I do it the all. Main, the main thing is that in <laughs> Captain Kirk's day, the Federation was at war with the Klingons, so he wouldn't have had that opportunity. I should have I should have used that first. He didn't fuck across war lines? I don't think he did. Doesn't everybody fuck across war lines? It was the Isn't 60s. that how Cleopatra got Mark Anthony and Julius Caesar? Does this guy wind up with the two different kinds of foreheads at some point? Yeah, I think so. And, and the, kinds of so they were, look they were pretty. These. Hang on. They were pretty inconsistent. Share the screen with you so that you can see what I mean. And and uh, so Galron was played. Okay, you're you might not like this. Galron was, I think, played by a white actor. Uh, oh a lot, God, the blackface. And a lot of the other Klingons were played by, you know, black actors. Um, but they just they couldn't, you know. So it's just a lot of makeup, and it's not great. <laughs> It was, oh, and this was in the like late '80s when they were doing this, you know. But his oh, eyes, man. the eyes are what get me every time. Galron's eyes are fantastic. <laughs> oh my god! Evil doer, right there. That's how they just. Oh man! That's a Klingon. Oh man! And it's funny because when you kept saying a Klingon, I was thinking about um, uh, <laughs> so uh, this. <laughs> There's this thing that you can strap to your thigh and use it to fuck people with. It's like oh. a Klingon dildo. Got that it. You can... <laughs> and so every time you said it, I'm just like, ha 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 And then uh, come to find out that they just have ugly foreheads. And okay, so in the original show, and they, they kind of explained this. Because the original show was set in the 22nd century, and then the next generation was set 100 years later, 23rd century. But in the uh, intervening time, uh, in the original show, the 
the Klingons did not have the weird foreheads. Uh, and then they introduced that in the 80s and they said, oh, they evolved them. And I think it was just to like, so it, they had to some differentiate other, like, pr- them from yeah. humans somehow. It wasn't just humans in, in really <sighs> insensitive makeup. God, that is so awful. Now, okay, I, and I, this isn't okay. This this maybe I, I might just be taking I didn't Star know Trek. That we were going to be just tearing Star Trek apart today. I don't know. That was our <laughs> well, goal. You got <laughs> you guys me. get to go on about anime, and I don't know anything about anime, so I'm going to talk about Star Trek for a minute, and you can deal with it. <laughs> then we can, then we can not, move on. I'm not arguing that part. Goddamn. No, he's he didn't expect me to be like, oh my god, not blackface and feet. In in media, like how dare they do blackface? Ooh, okay. I hate. No one expected that part. That I'm about to do this, but I do have to ask, Ash, where do you stand on the uh, the Robert Downey Jr. thing? What did he? Oh, him and his blackface. Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, he shouldn't have done it. I didn't watch it. I don't know what it is. I can't really have an opinion because I told you what I watch. If it's not anime, that's fair. I haven't seen it. And so from what I've seen um, about the memes and the, the pop culture about it, people are saying that he did it as kind of a, a, a mockery of people who do blackface. People have said he shouldn't have done that shit in the first fucking place. I don't think he should have done it. Just me. Yeah. But then yeah. also, like, I can't look at Leonardo DiCaprio the same way because he did Django. Now, while I do understand that for movies like that to exist, they do have to have white actors to portray races back in the day. But the way they fall into saying the N-word, it just seems so easy and natural. And I'm just not uh, cool with that. Yeah. It's not like this is taking you 17 takes. He broke that glass on just like impulse. He was just like, yeah, this seems like it will fit with the scene. And it's like, dude, you didn't have to start ad-libbing. Yeah, extra shit. You didn't have to feel that with your soul, like your ancestors welled up in you and broke that glass. Like that's I mean, just not. So I don't know because ex- I haven't watched it. I, so I, don't, I don't know, know how it. much of that is is Leo or how much is Tarantino because Tarantino loves if to push ad lib. That's if it's true. Ad lib. That's true. Then it's right, yeah, not that's Tarantino. That is all him. Yeah, but I I just mean like you know Tarantino as a director is willing to put his actors through some shit right and and he's and he's willing to push those boundaries because he's kind of a dick right he's tarantino he just does that so obviously after you watch pulp fiction you see tarantino using the n-word a lot really easily like being around that you know clearly not setting a great example for his actors i mean that does not take the responsibility away from those actors though right they're adults i know i'm just saying like there's that environment. There's that systemic racism we're talking about. Right, but also you know, there's Charlie, someone up above I'm, who's I'm okay with it. I'm also saying that it's bad to be trying to give these people excuses. That is, I'm also not giving an excuse. I'm giving a context. That's. I'm not saying it's anything's right about it, and I'm not okay. Like cl- clear cut, but you know, I'm they, I'm gonna I'm I'm get on past that because like I get what you're saying. Um but uh it just just when 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 movies like that are made i always look at the actors kind of weird about it like weird after it because it's like you did have to go that hard into that role like i understand that you're trying to portray you know something that happened historically and you're trying to be as accurate as possible but you didn't have to go that hard and so because i haven't seen the movie i don't have any any real opinions on what robert downey jr did i don't think he should have yeah. done it because i'm like dude you sh- you could have been the one that was like no i'm gonna shut this movie down 
then they have to either find somebody else. And if everyone else says no, then huh, who knows? Blackface might just go away in Hollywood. That's kind of making a stand and making a statement. Yeah. Ooh, how brand new. Oh, we're going to make fun of it. But is everyone going to look at it that way? Do you know? Can you say for sure? Have you asked anybody how they would feel about it? Have you asked everybody how they would feel about it? Obviously not because people are pissed at you. So that's that's my personal take on it, which I don't really. I, but I'm but I'm saying too, I don't really have one because I haven't seen the movie. Might change yeah. if I saw it. I'm not gonna watch it because he did blackface. I also have not seen the movie. I've never actually seen Tropic Thunder. But it's Tropic uh, Thunder? That's the name of it. I don't even know the name of it. It's called yeah, Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, I will say though that Leo did not have to go as hard in Django as Phil Collins did for the Tarzan soundtrack. Like oh. they did not have to. <laughs> Phil, Phil Collins. You know, <laughs> Phil Collins was like, I don't want, you know. Oh, shit. Phil Collins saw what uh, Elton John did. I just won't be in frame for a second. Okay. Phil, Phil Collins, like, he saw what Elton John did for, for The Lion King, and he's like, I want to do beer. that with a Disney movie. You, so, wanted... so you wouldn't? I, I couldn't. No, he's like, he was like, I want to do that for yeah, a Disney yeah. movie. No, absolutely. I, and I'd love Phil Collins, honestly. I think. As a, as a drummer, from like drummer to drummer, Phil Collins is uh, oh, that was a great that's a great soundtrack. It's an incredible soundtrack. Yeah, it's solid. Agreed, agreed. But yeah, you're right. He didn't have to go that hard. I was like, oof, oof. And then even a friend of mine, she's like a huge fan. Like she named her cat after Leonardo DiCaprio, and. She named him Leonardo DiCaprio Jr. And she was like, yeah, I just count that as not being Leonardo DiCaprio because that is not, that was not him. Yeah, sorry, Chris, I think you and I have the same point right now. Not Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Your friend missed out on a solid opportunity. Yeah, that would have been. Points, 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 points. I'm a little bit mad at your friend for some reason right now. I don't know that it's fair, but I am. Okay, well, okay, whatever. But she, <laughs> <laughs> but then after, but then like she's also a black female who watched Django and was like, "This ain't real." No, nope, no nope. cognitive dissonance on this one because this is just a motherfucking bullshit. Like I can't believe he did that. Like he didn't have to go that hard because that ad libbing. It's like, yeah, it made it seem authentic, but it made it seem authentic. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> that's the fucking also problem. the problem, <laughs> right? Right. So, uh, yeah. so any, so like I have, I have problems with historical movies like that because they come across as so real. Like Star Trek, and no matter how hard they try to make it seem as realistic as possible, Star Wars, any of the, the Avatar, the last airbender live action versions, any, any movie in general, like, yeah, you can, you can do your best to try and make it seem as realistic as possible, do your best portrayal of what's happening. But at the same time, does it really work? Not to the same level as race movies. Right. Almost or never. like war movies, because those are things we have like tangible experiences with. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking about too. And I mean, not to you know take away from what we were talking about, but like think of all the actors over you know in the last seventy seventy plus years that have played Nazis in movies. Like, it's, like, especially, like, Ray Fiennes in, in uh, is that Ray Fiennes in Schindler's List? Like, that's fucked 
up like how do you live with yourself after that like what like that's so right if you didn't have to do trauma therapy after doing some of these roles mm, we need some questions answered yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they fall into the role so easily it's like dude you didn't even have to take a prep class to get into this movie like you just yeah. did this and it's like, especially like when you when you look at like Pirates of the Caribbean and how good of a job Johnny Depp did portraying a pirate. He did a very fucking good job. Like that's the only Johnny Depp I'll accept. Johnny Scissorhands or whatever his name, Scissorhands or Edward Scissorhands. Who the hell ever? Scissorhands man is not Johnny Depp. Johnny is the pirate because he did such a good job of it. But he also stayed in character for a very long time. Yeah, I I. Feel like I remember hearing that Johnny Depp went like a little bit crazy from from maintaining that thought process for so long. Have you seen Chocolat? Uh, I want to say yes, but remind me. Uh, this woman moves to a uh, a oppressive, um, conservative old um, village in Europe. And she opens up a chocolate store, and her chocolate tempts all the poor, like oppressed, like re- repressed uh, people who who live there. And um, her, her chocolates bring all the boys to the yard. Yeah, and, <laughs> oh, and Johnny Depp plays a river pirate, uh, <laughs> and it's like that's just Johnny it's kind of like it. it well, he see, has this to was, be a pirate. It was pre. I believe it was pre uh pre Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. And it so but it's so it's kinda like Captain Jack Light. It's not really <laughs> Captain no. Jack <laughs> but, prep. But but it was uh it was that's a good movie. If you guys have it uh have some spare time, it's really great cast and kind of a good story and, and Johnny Depp just shows up and he's like, Oh, I'm charming and amazing. I'm like, Oh, yes you are. <laughs> right? I believe you. He, he really is. He really is. But it's like, like looking at stuff like that and how he fell into the role of being a pirate, which is not even a real thing in this era anymore, and seeing how convincing he... What's up? There are pirates still. Yeah. They're but not to the same level as there are racists in this world, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, <laughs> when actors when actors fall into the role of being a racist so easy, it's just like, Ugh, is that really how you feel? Because it makes me wonder. It just, it just honestly, it just makes me wonder. Because you never really know. You can always say you're an ally. You can say you're a friend or whatever. But behind closed doors, you could be an enemy. People have dated racists and not even known until the breakup happens, and then all of a sudden, you're all of these names that your mama never named you. Yeah. So it's like, it just that's just the way it could. That's just the way it goes. And then especially watching these actors do these roles, it's just like, hmm, okay whatever but i'm watching so yeah yeah i don't i don't trust that blackface bullshit it's fair enough that's i mean yeah and it's yeah i i also don't i just don't think he should have done it i think you made a solid fucking point with i mean he could have just turned it down the whole movie could have not happened i'm gonna be honest it is a very quotable movie but i don't think it's a very good movie like I've never yeah. enjoyed watching it. I've just enjoyed quoting it with other people. And that's 
I mean, to me, that means that that movie just could have not been made. Yeah. Admittedly, it made all the people involved a lot of money, so I understand why they did it, but they could have not. They they made choices. Yep. And him living with them choices is living in a fucking mansion, so who even cares how any of us feel about him deciding to make that movie? You know what I mean? Well... Uh, there's been a lot of backlash lately, you know, and so it, it'll be interesting to see how that affects him in the future. I think you know we just we just kind of and we're still in it. I'm not I'm not saying we're we're out of it, but the the Me Too movement a couple years ago uh, kind of showed everybody, hey, look what we can do when we just speak out about somebody about something, and we like draw attention to it, and everybody looks at it, and everybody can kind of say. Oh, that's fucked up. We were wrong. Like, shit. Sorry. Like, well, but then nothing's so, really happened about that. Uh, okay, I know. But uh, but but look, Harvey Weinstein's in jail with coronavirus, right? Uh, or he was, or whatever Woo-hoo! happened. There. Um, he might be and, dead. Who knows? And think, no, um, he lived. He's Damn rich. It. Damn it. Uh, and <laughs> you know, but but still, you know, some movement was made towards like women not being fucking you know, abused all the time. So great. And look, now we're in another one of these movements. And I think we've got a lot more push and a lot more kind of like universally like, oh, that's fucked up. Now we all have to look at see like what the hell, what the hell were we thinking? So hopefully, hopefully that means, you know, and this is kind of the, 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 the outcome. Look, we're looking back at this movie I remember in high school when it came out, everybody was talking about this movie, and I never saw it. And I, like I heard about the jokes, and like you said, Chris, I, people were quoting at, at me. But um, now, every, like all of those people who lo- liked it and were thinking about it back then, now like ten years, whatever later, they're like, "Oh, shit!" That was probably kind of fucked up. Yeah, we probably okay. So, so okay, that's incremental. I'm not saying that's like the best thing ever to come out of it but it's something that came out of it and if if at least somebody's thinking about it cool good we put we move the needle that much and let's keep it moving you know keep the moment that's just momentum moving but i mean like birth of a nation when it came out was seen as one like a critical success still a fucked up ass movie it doesn't change the fact that it's bullshit you know what i mean it was just it was just one of the I think it was the first like critical box office success in America, if not the first movie ever made in America. Praising the KKK. So like the fact that we're able to look at look back at movies like that and be like that was fucked up and that was an, also an instance of blackface and we're looking at uh what's his name again? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, see, he's that irrelevant to me. I don't I really don't care about him. But the fact that we're able to look at him doing stuff like doing blackface like that now, whether it's a satire or not a satire, what the fuck ever. Like, I'm like, dude, we had white chicks. That's a satire on blackface because it's black people doing whiteface. That's how you satirize something because it's literally the opposite thing happening. And also you don't, and you're a comic. I know Chris and I I don't know if you do comedy or not. No, Charlie's a drummer. He's a drummer. <laughs> he's he's, but, um, he's my co-host for this and for trivia though. Like you're not oh, you're not true. bad. Oh, he's like thanks. you have your funny moments. You get your points. <laughs> my face. But uh no, it's not your face. Your face is fine. His face is not funny at all. Uh unless you want it to be. If you want it to be, then it can be. 
but um but like with 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 comedy and stuff like you don't punch down exactly so a white person doing blackface is the exact opposite the of a of time... white man making fun of some karens yeah the the amount of times i have to try and sit down and explain to people like because we both have a lot of friends here in the portland comedy scene that sometimes fuck up and then they'll get off stage and their focus is oh i bombed tonight and i'm like no you fucked up tonight buddy <laughs> what do you mean no 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 let me let me walk you through this there's there's up right attacking people that are doing better than you and and have a lot more going for them than you and then then there's, there's attacking down and and making fun of people that are worse than you remember you remember bullying i know you remember bullying i've seen you you remember bullying uh-huh <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't be a comic exactly <laughs> <laughs> you're doing that to other people now and stop it and i yeah i used to have that conversation like twice a week and I, I, I was a little bit happy that Corona happened. <laughs> I will be, I will be honest with you. I appreciate you for being able to have conversations like that because I never would be able to do that. No, I never would be able to do that. No, it's not, it's not, it's not even that because like I actually have a very, a very low key level of like aggression in me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the type of person that wants to go. I've never been in a fight in my life. I don't want to start that now. I might hurt my hand trying to teach you a lesson. That lesson ain't that motherfucking important. And I'm not going to be able to sit here and have this discourse with you because you're not going to listen to me anyway. Why would you? If you were going to listen to me, you would have never told a joke in the first place knowing I was around. And a lot of times, people know the audience. So they're like, oh, oh, there's a couple of black people here. I'm not going to tell that joke because I might hear something about it afterwards or a lesbian or someone who's been homeless before or anything like that. If they know somebody that they're punching down at is going to be in the audience, then they're not necessarily going to tell the joke. So because, because they don't want that recourse. Now to so me, I can't that's even hypocritical as fuck. Like if you're going to be the asshole, be that asshole so that we know, right? It'll be the, the secret surprise asshole. Yeah. Like, like what you were referencing before, where people don't find out that their partner's racist until they're breaking up. That's fucked up. Like, I'm not saying you should be racist. I, we have all agreed here that you should not. That's a bad thing to be. But if you're Generally going to bad, be racist, yeah. then don't hide do it. it. Do it! Do yeah. it! If you're gonna do it, do it. Don't, then, don't bullshit. And then get decked in the face, because that's, that's what should happen. Is that's this, how I ended up living I, here. I, Look, I don't want to be, I don't want to like be a doomsayer, but is this then the difference between Trump and Biden? Like, yes. The, yeah. The, I actually, hundred percent. I actually made a Facebook status about that. I was like, um, uh, be careful about outlawing the Confederate flag because that's how you turn your Donald Trumps into your Joe Biden. Now that right there is a loaded statement in and of itself. Because a lot of people assume that I was like, don't outlaw it. And I'm like, no, no, no. By all means, get rid of it. But also be Watch the careful. Well, be yeah, careful. We saw NASCAR said no more Confederate flag. And then that one guy that nobody had heard of quit. Great. Look, we got rid of one of them. But how many other guys are going to be like, just well, angry I still want my job. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still want my job, so I'm not gonna say anything because I exactly. saw that motherfucker it's got like, fired. But yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm still gonna have it tattooed on my chest where can't nobody see it. It's just not tattooed on my arm when I wear short sleeves all the time. 
it's it, uh, it's still there it's just it's not as obvious and i'm like if just like chris said earlier like if you're gonna hate me fucking hate me don't so half-heartedly hate me so if we go back to our like pushing the needle you know seeing what's gonna come of this you know right now so right now maybe we're getting through all the real bigoted giant assholes who are like really on you know but as we saw you know was that a couple of weeks ago the woman in central park she's a liberal left-leaning white woman and she, you know so she, she knew she knew exactly what she was doing uh-huh. so she's a secret asshole she's a surprise racist yeah. like what the f- yeah i don't know because it's like you can always tell the different uh i won't even say always no because sometimes they really don't even know. I've actually had arguments about people, like, with people about whether or not to call the police. And I'm like, don't. <laughs> like, why would you? When they show up, they don't do shit. So why would you call them thinking it's going to help me? When if they see me, they're going to think I'm the problem. Man, there was a there was a thing that... So Michael Shea was on uh, with Seth Meyers recently doing an mm-hmm. interview. And... You know, of course, he's going to ask about the state of things, right? And one of the things Michael Shea pointed out is that he has two brothers, like, close family relatives that are cops. And he would still never think to call the police. And when Seth asked him why, he was like, because I feel like they're not for me. And, like, here's the thing. I grew up in a fucked up family. Uh, my dad was a drug dealer. So we had the cops that would like stake our house out. I know why I don't trust the cops. We did some shit that makes us people that would not trust cops. But you, Michael Shea, you shouldn't have to deal with any of that. You didn't fucking do anything. And that's, that's a lot of what, like that hit me hard, you know? (sighs) Well, the thing, the thing of it is that happens with, with a lot of, I put it, I put it like this, um, the only white people that I've ever talked to that say that they don't fuck with cops are white people that have bad, had bad run-ins with cops. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't fuck with cops because you know every time I see the cops, they come in and they come and trying to arrest me. And I was like, sounds familiar, right? Can't say I never heard it before, huh? I don't know what that is. It's like, no, man, I swear to God, every time they come over here, they're fucking with me or whatever. But then you have the ones that have, like never had a bad experience. Whereas I'm a black person, so I've never had a bad experience with cops. I also worked at Dunkin' Donuts, and that helped a lot. But (laughs) I wish it wasn't the case. It's just true. It just helped a lot. (laughs) But um, the thing of it is, though, it's like, even though I haven't had a bad experience, I know it only takes one. Yeah. It only takes one. And so it's like, and that goes for everybody you know what i mean because the cops are on a fucking power trip like it's whether you're a white person a black person a hispanic person whatever and it's just like it'll it'll be what it is like it's just a fucked up system overall yeah and they don't never really help i okay you know a white person hi i'm a white man uh but Mm -hmm. (laughs) so one time uh i was in i was in a punk band way back when when i was in high school and we were, you know, we were just causing no good. We would just, you know, run around and terrorize people, essentially. Just like, ah, you know, we just laugh at people. But one time we were, at, like, in a park, like a public park, and there's nobody there. We're just walking around. And um, my friend, one of my, like, he's a, 
the singer of the band, he got up on one of the park tables and he just starts like jumping around or whatever. And um, all of a sudden, like five cops show up and surround us. And they're like all around. And we're just standing. There's like four of us. We're just like, what's going on? Like, we're, we're sitting on this table. And they're like, don't sit on public property. That's not your table. Like, and I'm like, sorry, what's going on? And my, the dude who like, the my lead singer, who he was on the table. Uh-huh. They like ID'd him. And he didn't have ID. He had like a bus pass. and But he did have like this big red mohawk. So I like heard the cop. He called down to the station. He's like, yeah, he's like uh, 17 years old. He's got a big red mohawk. They got to call back. It's like, oh, we got a file on this guy. And I'm like, how, how would what? you know? You don't even have a name. It was no no offense at all. No offense taken at all. But um, the, and the thing of it is, like, uh, a big part of it, I don't even really remember it. Like, it probably happened. Like, I believe it. And I remember that conversation about talking about, like, your history and your past and, like, the Asian cultures that you were a part of. And, like, knowing, like, was your grandmother? Yeah, grandma's grandmother, right? Exactly. So, like, like learning that about you was just, I didn't see it as a bad thing at all. No, of course not. Why would I? <laughs> well, because we had also talked that night about white people that like to just ask black people if they can touch their hair. And so I. <laughs> She's like, let me just touch your hair. Exactly. I was like, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up hard. God damn it. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, well, guys. Uh, this has been a fantastic conversation about all of the ways that we are learning and working at helping this world be a better place. And that's why I love the both of you and every one of you listening in right now. This has been another fine episode of Everything and Nothing. I've been Chris, and that's Charlie. I'm Charlie. We would love to have you back as soon as possible. Ash the J. Uh, Much love. Ash, actually, last question here. Do you have a podcast? You were mentioning something here. Um, it's not up and running yet, but it's going to be called Ash's Anime Corner, and it's going to be black people talking about anime. Hell yeah. Whatever that, that can turn awesome. into. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll definitely be posting about it. Um, if you want to follow me on Facebook to like see when that's getting going, my Facebook page is at Ash the J. Um, so, you know, that's going to be something I'm going to get started. I'm going to convert my, my comedy page to my podcast. Cause that's a big thing for me. Like I love anime and I love black people Heck and yeah. I want to be able to connect. I want to be able to connect both, especially for like the people that are kind of seen as, you know, harder black people or thuggier black people or whatever. Um, like the people that you wouldn't expect to watch anime are going to be, yeah. you know, I'm trying to get interviews with those guys and, um, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be my personal goal, is oh, to yeah. try and just bring you know the people who aren't seen in anime, as anime watchers, bring them in and just get a get a huge conversation going. Like AC O'Neill, I want to get AC O'Neill on there. I fucking love talking anime with AC. AC O'Neill, I want to get Chris um, Chris Johnson. I want to get Thomas Lundy. Uh, those are the only comics that are those are the only black comics that I really know that like watch anime. Um, I've heard the name Jaron George. I'm not sure if he's into it or not, but I'm going to reach out and see if Jaron can be on there. Definitely nerd culture, so possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He ha he just has that kind of vibe. Um, but like, I, I want to get a lot of uh, other people on there. I've done a couple of interviews already. I interviewed my uh, my homegirl. I've interviewed her brother. I've interviewed uh, a friend of mine that I used to smoke weed with back in the day. 
who I never would have guessed watched anime, but um, that's 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 gonna be my thing. It's gonna Hell be called yeah. Ash's Anime Corner, and I'm trying to make it very official. It's gonna well, be on YouTube. Out, and- uh, we can always do up a blog post for you on the Smirk Studios INK website. Uh, and in fact, if you you know wind up making it into a thing, we do have you know we're always looking for for new streams uh, for the Smirk Studio streaming network. Uh, which, yeah, or or even just the podcast, but we could host it on there and, and stuff like that too. So. Much appreciated, much appreciated. The the only thing that I'm really looking for now is like <clears throat> someone to do maybe like some like if anyone's interested, um, doing like maybe some opening music, opening theme song, something like that, or like a um like because I have cover art already. I've already got the YouTube channel. Um, maybe an editor, something like that. Someone to help out in the back lines or whatever. Um, like, I appreciate any help that could definitely be given in any way that would just be, you know, greatly appreciated because it's not like I wanted to be a black exclusive thing. You know, like, I, I appreciate the help from whoever gives yeah. the help to, like, get it started. I just wanted to be, like, an interview type of thing just with with black people. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and then especially with the advent of an all-black anime studio, hell fucking, yeah, we made it. Hell like yeah. Hell yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm hoping they come out with quality shit because I don't want to be on there talking to black people about like, oh man, God, we should never have gotten the studio. <laughs> we should have left it where it was. Because <laughs> I will rip them apart. Like, I, I'm holding y'all to a high standard. I just want you to know that. Y'all right, better if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. You get, you get exactly. one shot. You better give me a one piece. You better give me a cowboy bebop. You better give me some legends. You better give me a full metal alchemist. So, uh, but um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about doing it, especially because it's something I want to do. But also, I appreciate y'all for having this podcast. Heck yeah. Yeah. For sure. Thanks for being on. Well, shit, everybody. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've been working too damn long, too damn hard today. Uh, I'm apparently about to go buy you guys some video games. (laughs) So, uh, link up on Monster Hunter, guys. Uh, Pay attention to the stream. I fucking love every one of you. Have fun and good night.